Welcome to a special bonus episode of The Complete Works Season 3, a deep dive into the career and films of actor Michelle Yeoh. My name is Mike Smith, and joining me on this journey into the Yeoh-averse is my friend, co-host, and fellow psychopath, Mike DiCriccio. How you doing today, Mike? I'm doing just great. I'm totally prepared for a podcast, and uh, <laughs> I won't be taking any further questions. Thank you. How are you, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. I'm- Wondering whether I should blow up your spot at, the, <laughs> at this exact moment. It would be, what, the second or third time I've done this? Definitely at least the second, because, uh, of course, uh, this happened once for the Goldblum season of the podcast, uh, in which you forgot to watch the movie we were supposed to talk about today. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course, that time was uh, the uh, the Race for the Double Helix life story. I-, I think that's the only other time that's happened. I think there's been a couple of close calls. I think so, yeah. It's definitely, like... <laughs> Me come rolling in right as we're about to record, like, just finished. But, yeah, this is the second time I've uh, just outright forgot about the movie. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So today, uh, Mike and I were supposed to talk about the movie Far North, uh, featuring Michelle Yeoh and Sean Bean, which came out in 2007. Uh, I watched it, and I was all ready to have a great Far North conversation, but uh, instead, Mike D hasn't seen it. Uh, (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Uh, But... There's a lot going on in the world of Michelle Yeoh right now uh, as of this recording. Uh, We are recording this episode the day after the Oscars. (laughs) That's right. That being the case, Michelle Yeoh, now an Academy Award winner, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, also a huge winner at the Oscars. I believe it won seven of the 11 awards it was nominated for, uh, which is a pretty huge thing. I think it's the the most winning film in many, many years uh, at the Oscars, at least. And so I figured, you know what, since Mike didn't watch Far North, I will give him the mulligan. Uh, because last time when we did Life Story, I was like, well, you know what? Let's just power through this. I'm going to do the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think we'll we'll push Far North off to next week. We're going to talk about it then. Uh, and that gives me a little bit of a break because I don't have to watch a movie next week. So, hey, there's that. It all worked uh, out. But uh, I figured we should talk about the Oscars. You know, just talk about uh, our experience watching the Oscars, talking about seeing Michelle Yeoh win. Uh, just a kind of freewheeling Oscars discussion this episode, which was going to be on my, my go to the movies. Uh, but, hey. While we're here, it's a Michelle Yeoh podcast. There's a lot of Michelle Yeoh stuff happening. Yeah, our goofs uh, in the Sunshine episode I don't think would have cut it, where we're just like, wow, she won, or maybe, damn, she lost. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't know what the outcome would be yet. Yes, Um, exactly. An episode that uh, came out the day after the Oscars, but was recorded a week before. (laughs) Right. Uh, So yeah, it's it's fun living in this this post-Michelle Yeoh, Oscar, Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh world. You know, here we are. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the aftermath of Michelle Yeoh winning her Oscar, I've been seeing a lot of love for her on Twitter, uh, a lot of appreciation for some of the crazy stunts that she has done over the course of her career. Uh, it's been like kind of a prevailing sentiment where like, yeah, anybody who can jump a motorcycle onto a moving train should probably win an Oscar, right? Just right. Like- <laughs> <laughs> should at least be nominated yeah it's pretty fun uh i was thinking about that that criterion collection or criterion channel collection thing they have the michelle yo kicks ass uh and how nice it would have been to have that when we first started this podcast right we had to struggle to find a lot of those movies uh early on <laughs> that would have been really great uh so yeah we both watched the oscars 
which it's it's usually a thing where every year I, I I'm always making an appointment to you know go to the Oscars. Uh, the Roxy Theater, the indie theater near my house in Missoula, Montana, where I also work, uh, typically does a viewing party every year, and so I went again and we watched it in the theater. Uh, there was a huge spread of food. Which was great. Uh, nice. A bunch of food, a bunch of food themed after stuff from the movies that were nominated. So there were hot dogs and everything bagels for everything everywhere all at once. There were beef cakes for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> um, Amazing. There were uh, peanut butter and banana and bacon sandwiches for Elvis. And it was very funny because uh, Sarah Ferguson uh, organized most of it and was kind of putting a lot of the food together. And uh, she was making like Michelle Will yams for the Fablemans. <laughs> Uh, all quinoa on the Western Front was another thing that was uh, in there. And then by by the time you get to the end of the line, there was a, a big bowl of bread, and the sign was just bread they probably ate in women talking. <laughs> <laughs> just ran out of stuff. Just ran out. Like it was. It seemed like a, a, a very stressful thing to kind of keep coming up with stuff. So uh, yeah, but that, that was super fun. So watching it in the theater, which I've done for the past few years, uh, is always a great time. Uh, and you watched it uh, at home, right, Mike? I did. Before we get onto that, though, uh, how'd you, how did you do with the bracket? Because you guys do the brackets there, right? At we, the Roxy? We, yeah, we do do the bracket, uh, and I'm not technically allowed to win because I work there. Right. Uh, and I didn't win. <laughs> Oh, so that worked out this year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, uh, our buddy Mike Edmonds, friend of the show, he's been on Mike, Mike Go to the Movies a few times. Uh, he won, technically. Again, he works there, too, so he can't actually win. But he was the one who had the most right. Uh, he got 19 out of 23 categories correct. Wow. Uh, I think I had 15, uh, something along those lines. Right. Um, but there was a few, like, 17 and 18s in there. Uh, and, you know, I, I've won in the past. I don't need to prove myself anymore, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You've uh, done it before. Yeah, in 2019, before I worked at the Roxy, I did actually just win the bracket straight up. I ended up winning like a bottle of champagne and a puzzle and a, cu- a couple of fun little prizes there. Yeah, so I, I did not win the bracket. However, I did come in second place for trivia because there's trivia oh. throughout the night for the Oscar ceremony the Roxy does. Uh, and so it's all Oscars trivia. And I think I got like 17 out of 20 questions correct. Uh, so uh, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty scary with how fast you answered Matthew Perry. <laughs> Nailed it. You're welcome. That was just Boom. for you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. And of course, I could not actually win that, but my girlfriend could, and she was copying off of me, and so she can't <laughs> <take place. laughs> Just change it enough so it's not obvious you copied my answer. Exactly. So yeah, the uh, the Oscar ceremony was a ton of fun. There was also a bunch of like side bets going on among the Roxy staff. Uh, so mm-hmm. we all put in like a couple of dollars and uh, there were bets on how long the monologue was going to be, uh, how long it would take to get to a slap joke, like who was going to present Best Actress because Will Smith was banned, right? So, right. Uh, and I actually got that one right. I knew it was going to be Halle Berry. Wow. Uh, but Mike Emmons also picked Halle Berry. And so the tiebreaker was whoever uh, got more right in the Oscar ballot and he beat me. So, <laughs> son of a bitch. So, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not bitter about it at all. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the actual, uh, you know, pageantry of it all. And it, they, they really went all out this year at the Roxy. So that was a ton of fun just to watch it in the theater as it always is. Nice. Uh, how was your experience watching the Oscars, Mike? Oh, uh, it was very mellow. I was home. I was home by myself watching it. I had, uh, my girls on top slash letterbox, uh, created t-shirt that just says Michelle Yeo on it. Uh, nice. I was, very excited for that to come. I think that came on like Thursday or Wednesday or something last week. And I was like, nice, just made it. Nice. Uh, I, I also wore my Michelle Yeoh t-shirt, by the way, to the Oscars. Uh, the perfect. one that uh, Nick Wormuth gave me for Christmas. So <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So yes. we're the reason she won is what we're saying. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I had that. I had, you know, my, my, my little snacks and I was just uh, cuddled up on the couch to watch watch the Oscars. It was pretty great. Nice. Um, yeah. I made it pretty long uh, before I gave up and watched <laughs> The Last of Us. Um <laughs> 
and not gave up, but I just I knew it was going to end at midnight, and then if I st- started The Last of Us at midnight, it'd be up till one a.m. Sure. The time the t- clocks had just changed. I'm still not recovered from that yet. Yep. Yeah. Fair so, enough. Although I, I was actually shocked at how short the Last of Us finale was. Yeah, um, I think it was like fifty minutes or something. It, like forty five minutes. Like I saw the time, and I was like, "What?" Like I <laughs> I fully expected it to be like an hour and a half. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that was nice. I watched about a half hour of it, or half first half of it rather. I mean, I was like, okay, it's getting on towards 11 o'clock. I know this is when they start getting towards the big awards at the end of the show. Let me pause. I've played the game, so I know where this is going (laughs) for The Last (laughs) of Us uh, and switched back over to the Oscars. Uh, So yeah, I was the the guy that tunes out for the technical awards like an asshole. And then came back in for the for the end. But yeah, overall, I think it was a pretty good show from what I was watching. You know, the stuff I was watching, I think Jimmy Kimmel is sort of fine. You know, he's not, he's uh, he's got some fun goofs and uh, he's not uh, going to offend anybody really, you know? That, that was sort of the thing. This really felt like a year where the producers were just like, let's just do the Oscars. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just please no. Because uh, the, the past several years, I mean, they've had a couple of like various controversies, right? There was La La Land Moonlight mix-up. There was the slap. There was the thing where they tried to structure it so it was an ultimate tribute to Chadwick Boseman and it collapsed in on itself. Yeah. Uh, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but on top of that, like the Academy or whoever's, whoever's producing the Oscars, producing the show, is always like trying to come up with ways to like, you know, jack up the ratings or make it seem more cool for the kids or whatever. And so, you know, last year, they cut out eight categories from the live broadcast and right. re-ended them back in. And the Oscars cheerworthy moment, the internet thing that they added into it. There was one year where they cut out the musical performances. Right? Uh, Didn't and they like, have like pizza delivered during one of them or something like that? Uh, that, that, like, that yeah, I think that, that that's happened a few times. But uh, I remember like Ellen DeGeneres did that when she was hosting, which that's was just like, that was just like a host bit, you know? Yeah, which, yeah. You know, is is that's that's part of the. Thing. I'm, t- I'm talking about like actually like structurally changing the show like fundamentally. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, where they were getting rid of categories, they were getting rid of the performances. Uh, they tried to add the best popular film category, right? Yep. And everybody was like, that's stupid. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, and there was just so many things like that over the last few years. And this Oscars really felt like all right, we're just gonna we're just gonna do the Oscars. We will present the awards. We will do the performances. We will have an affably charming host who will not offend anybody, and we'll just like d- be pretty good, and that'll be it. You know, yeah, <laughs> and and to that end, it was like, oh, it's it's nice to have like a pretty predictable, boring Oscars this year. Yeah, it's very strange. The whole like we got to move past the slap thing, and then just constantly bringing it up every twenty minutes. It's like, all right, <laughs> pick a lane uh, here. You know, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, it's fine. It's fu- it's funny to think about uh, Jimmy Kimmel coming from like the Man Show or whatever he or, like started on. Yeah. To now we're like, well, he's not really an offensive comedian. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he's been so. Uh, uh, like sanded down into just this late night affable guy, uh, yeah, which is and fine. Na- and now fine. he's and he's become like sort of an Oscars mainstay. This is like his third time hosting the show. You know, yeah, uh, he was there when the La La Land Moonlight thing happened. Like he was, he was there. That's right. Uh, I forgot. You know, it's just like a weird like. Oh, he could be like our generation's Billy Crystal of just like just constantly hosting the Oscars because he's the guy who can just easily do it. It seems. <laughs> yeah, and it was fun. You know. It's all right. Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I think the ceremony itself was solid. There was not like a lot of like bits. There was you know occasional a couple of stuff here, but it was really just about presenting the awards. And I feel like this was this Oscars felt like more like respectful to the medium of cinema than it has over the past few years. I think yeah. it was very much about like you know oh honoring film and honoring film history and kind of talking about you know oh. When Michael B. Jordan comes out, he can talk about cinematography and be like, wow, this Spike Lee shot is really cool. And this Orson Welles shot. Look how they did this. That's awesome. That's neat. Uh, 
And so like, I, I thought all that was kind of nice. Like, it's all kind of cheesy, but the Oscars are supposed to be cheesy, right? And so it's yeah. all kind of comes together in a fun way. Yeah, no, I did. I did like that, actually, a lot with the cinematography thing. It was weird when with The Rock, where him and... Uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, yeah. Where he just kept being like, no, but animation, though. And, like, I get what he's trying to say, but it felt so weird. Uh, what was the uh, any of the other ones? Uh, the the intro for Natu Natu was amazing. And then Natu Natu, everyone was like, you know, the breakout success of RRR. Yes, absolutely. And so it was great to see that uh, win Best Original Song. Uh, that was really fun. And uh, the performance was fun. Uh, it was one of those things where, like, I, I think I enjoyed it more watching it again today as opposed to watching it in the moment where I was like, this isn't as fast as the movie. They're not. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too, actually. Um, and then, you know, I was thinking about all the people that are like, what the fuck is this from? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> even one of my friends in our in our Discord was like, I guess this is from that Indian movie that ever you guys all loved. Uh, and I was like, yeah, man, like Natu Natu, let's go. And you were like, uh, do you know Natu? Do you know Natu? <laughs> no, it would be like, well, so you see at this point in this three-hour movie what this scene is represent. Like, <laughs> you know, that is such a, it's such a weirdly like integral moment in that story <laughs> for yeah. it to be isolated and stripped of all that context. But the performance was great. The dances were great. Uh, for that. So that was real cool. Other performances were really good. The Lady Gaga performance was intense. Yeah, no, that was very good. And I think uh, that was sort of an up to the minute. Like, I think a couple days ago, they were like, Lady Gaga's not going to be at the Oscars. I think because she's filming uh, Joker, Foley Adu, um, she is playing Son Harley Quinn in Joker 2. <laughs> Glad she left than came to the Oscars then. <laughs> Uh, which is why I think it was you know, more of a stripped down performance because it was kind of like a last minute thing. But uh, yeah, I thought she was great. Like that was that was very good. Hold my hand, very good song. Yeah, uh, yeah I thought the performances were were solid for the most part. I did think it was very funny when uh, like I think it was during the Diane Warren song, like mid song, whoever was singing was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, fourteen time Academy Award nominee Diane Warren." <laughs> <laughs> David Byrne, that was cool. Stephanie yeah. Shu, he had hot dog fingers. Not his, yeah, uh, <laughs> those are actually his real hands. This uh, <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> That would, that would be the least surprising thing to happen at the Oscars, actually. <laughs> but of course, Dave Byrne uh, performing for Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, the song they did over the end credits, which did not win. It lost Natsu Natsu, but Everything Everywhere won seven out of 11 awards. Yeah. Uh, it won Best Picture. It won Best Director for the Daniels. It won, of course, uh, Best Actress for Michelle Yeoh, uh, Best Supporting Actor for Kiki Kwan, Best Supporting Actress for Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Film Editing. Uh, it's definitely the most solid. editing, at least. Um, yeah, well, I, you know, I in my alternate mic picks, uh, my you know my alternate Oscars, I do. I also had it winning best film editing. It, it, it is for sure the most film editing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it is, there's so many uh, different, like I mean, obviously different universes it's jumping towards, and the way the way it manages to meld those universes together and have all these different p- characters playing the same character but different versions of those characters and have it all make sense and tell a coherent story, I think is really. Great. Like, I, I think the editing is like a true standout of that movie. So I think, yeah, well-deserved. Great, great win. Yeah, definitely. I remember, um, I think when it came out on Blu-ray or something, there was like posts on Reddit of uh, that sequence when it's just like, you know, Michelle Yeoh screaming and it's like all of the universes in a row that there's like a bunch of like s- silly Easter eggs in there and, and including like screenshots of the Zoom chat of that, like the directors and the actors and they're just like sitting there, like clearly having a conversation about something and it's just the Zoom <laughs> chat is in there. Uh, and I think just the film editing, like the video editing software screenshot is in there. Just like silly stuff in there. Uh, yeah. And it, that's like, I don't know, that's fun. That's a that's fun great. little thing. So yeah, definitely deserves all those awards. And uh, it's, you know, we're, we're living in the the Oscar winning 
everything everywhere all at once world now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, this was uh, the movie you named number one of last year. This was your favorite movie of the year. Which, absolutely. Uh, when was I mean th- that happens? I think very rarely for I think for both of us like when our when our tastes line up with the Academy and such that in that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I can't really remember the last time. <clears throat> that I've like consciously been like, oh yeah, this is the best movie. The last time I remember walking out of a movie and being like, this is probably going to win Best Picture was uh, The Artist because <laughs> like, of course that was going to win Best Picture, you know? And that wasn't necessarily in a positive reaction for me. But, sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just like, oh, the silent movie about Hollywood in 2007 or whatever year that was, uh, yep. this is going to win. Yeah, that was my number one movie uh, of the year and yeah, like just what a, what a ride it's been. And now, now of course we're going to live to go through the inevitable tidal wave of backlash of people like, but actually that movie wasn't really that good. Like, I, that, oh, that's, off. Yeah, that, that's been happening for a while now. Look at oh, it. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and but it is it is one of those things where I think that'll die down a little bit. I think this is like the, one of the stronger best picture wins in years. I think, yeah. I think, I think Parasite's still the top. Like parasites, mm-hmm. you know that's that's very high up there for me. But compared to like the last few years, where it was like it was Coda, it was Nomadland, uh, Green Book, you know, this is so much better than I think all those <laughs> movies. Yeah. Personally, I, I know Nomadland has a lot of fans, but uh, I, I do prefer this to Nomadland. Uh, I, I think this is one of the one of the stronger Best Picture winners in recent years, uh, and a movie that is was a completely unlikely Best Picture winner at, from the outset. I think. It's weird because over the last couple of months, it became like, well, it's the front runner and it's like kind of a lock to win. Like it's just winning everything, yeah. which is why I felt pretty confident in our Sunshine episode being like, Michelle Yeoh probably won last night. Everything Everywhere probably won last yeah. night. Like, you know, I, all that stuff. I, I I was very confident in that because of just like the last few months of just watching it win all these things. Uh, but when this movie came out, which is all the way back in March, which, you know, most awards movies don't typically come out that early in the year. You know, at no point did I think, well, this will be nominated for 11 Oscars. You know, no. th- this will be nominated for 11 Oscars. It'll win seven of them. <laughs> uh, and I don't think anybody involved in the movie thought that. Like, I, this is definitely not like an Oscar bait kind of movie. It's not the kind of thing that you make to win awards. Very much, I think, inspired by, you know, stuff like The Goonies or like they, it's kind of 80s adventure films, which weren't awards things. Like, they, were, they weren't awards bait movies. They were blockbusters. Right. Yeah, yeah, and just the um, even the release of the structure of uh, everything everywhere was like kind of a pretty limited thing at the beginning, and I just remember there being like a lot of like social media chatter or whatever around like, oh man, if you see this, like if you can go see this in a theater, and it's just slowly rolling out to more and more theaters yeah. over a couple of weeks uh, until it you know exploded and made all that money at the Roxy. Um, yeah, uh, as I think I've mentioned before on this podcast, but Everything Everywhere is the most successful movie at the Roxy ever by a wide margin, like by a, like, you know, by a margin of like twenty to $30,000 or something. Wow. And it's like just, just at the theater. It's it's pretty wild uh, how huge it was. It played for like 14 straight weeks and we just recently brought it back. Uh, we've been playing it for the last couple of weeks in anticipation of like the Oscars and being like, it's probably going to win. Right. Uh, and yeah, it's still crushing it. Like, you know, it just, it came back and immediately it was like almost selling out every single show. That's uh, awesome. Which is wild. And then also, I mean, Ki Hui Kwan, like, oh my God, amazing. What a, what a fucking story for yeah. him. Oh like, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was, that's very exciting. And I think that's the thing about this movie and then all these awards and all of that. It's such a, like, I don't want to say it's an underdog movie because it's got Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis and like all these like mega star people in it. Mm. Um, 
but just it being sort of like the the movie that could in a way and including this like story of the people in it like Michelle Yeoh this being her big breakout not breakout but you know what I mean come back the Yoasans finally getting to play the roles that she's always wanted to play yes uh, Kihei Kwan coming out of retirement basically to come back and do this movie and then winning an Oscar is amazing. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, also won, uh, which is very cool. And that, that was a little weird, uh, but th- we love Jamie Lee Curtis. She was almost yeah. the subject of this season. So. I mean, yes, we could have been this. We could have been doing this exact same episode uh, yeah. for <laughs> the recap of Jamie Lee Curtis is uh, uh, her Oscar win. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, you know it's uh, I, again. I wouldn't have nominated Jamie Lee Curtis for her performance in this movie, but. I like her a lot, and I'm uh, happy to see her win an Oscar. I do think uh, Stephanie Hsu uh, would probably be the one that I like. I actually like would have given her the Oscar. I think she's incredible in everything yeah. everywhere. But it is one of those things where it's like it's a, it's a legacy award, you know, for for some uh, for in some cases. And I think almost every one of these sort of is. Michelle Yeoh is very much like it's a legacy award. It's like honoring her whole body of work right. uh, and everything everywhere. It's kind of like is the perfect representation of that whole body. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, kind of the same thing. Kihi Kwan, who um, it's less of a legacy award and more just like we're so glad this guy's back yeah uh but and then brendan frazier who won for the whale is also very much like it's a legacy award like it's your entire body of work right (laughs) yeah i know i was gonna talk about him too uh you know, of course, that it's a very exciting moment as a Fra- Brendan Fraser stan um, for that to happen. But like, like I said, when we talked about it, I think I'm Mike and Mike. Like for this one, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, you haven't seen the whale. I have. Yeah. Uh, and uh, while I was watching it, I was kind of like, man, you know, I like Brendan Fraser so much. I like Darren Aronofsky for the most part. You know, I think it's a well-directed movie. I think it's like he's giving a good performance. I just wish the movie was about anything else. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's unfortunate. Maybe I'll check it out at some point still. I don't know. Uh, I don't really have any desire to, which sucks, but, uh, it's very exciting to see, uh, hopefully Brendan Fraser get welcomed back into mainstream Hollywood again now. Uh, and I know right. I forget what, what's, he's got something coming up, right? I forget there's some. Oh, uh, he, oh, he's in uh killer's the flower moon. He's in yes. Scorsese's next movie. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So that's real cool. Real excited for that. Who knows what he's going to be. Maybe it'll be in Sino man too. Like they goofed about that. The Oscars. <laughs> right. Yes. Which is, you know, both he and Kihi Kwan from Encino man, both winning Oscars. Also Brendan Fraser and Michelle Yeoh from the mummy three, uh, winning Oscars. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's D- Double Academy Awards. <laughs> for the mummy three uh so that'll be real exciting when we get to that in a couple weeks yeah we're almost there actually for that one for sure yeah and i think what's also cool about some of these legacy awards like as as much as they are legacy awards they're like for their entire body of work they're also all of these winners are people who like don't really hadn't really typically done oscar type movies in the past yes uh, absolutely. you know and and you know michelle yo has done drama uh and stuff she's done you know things like that um but like the closest she had ever come to like an oscar nomination was probably crashing tiger hidden dragon which is a sweeping martial arts epic you know yeah, and side, we're side-eyeing memoirs of acacia though Oh uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, okay, fair point. But she wasn't nominated for that, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but like Michelle Yeoh, what she's best known for, uh, as opposed to like you know some of the other drama stuff, she's best known for her action movies, and she's known for her martial arts work. It's cool that like, oh hey, Michelle Yeoh, she she's the winner, and we're also honoring the fact that she was in Police Story Three Super Cop, you know, like that yeah. that sort of thing. And Jamie Lee Curtis also is somebody who primarily did a lot of horror. Like she was a big horror person. She did a lot of comedies. Uh, hasn't really done a ton of like. Oscar type movies in the past and Brandon, Brandon Frazier, same deal. You know, he's, yep. he's George of the jungle. He's the mummy, he, he, you know, all that kind of uh, stuff. Actually he's Dudley D. Wright. So get it right. Uh, true, 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 true. Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> have you seen Dudley D. Wright? Are you a I fan of that movie? Definitely had seen it. I don't remember anything about it. Uh, okay. 
I've actually, than, I've actually not seen the Dudley Do Right movie that he stars in, but I was a big fan of the cartoon. Just I was a big Rocky and Bullwinkle fan, and so that was part yeah, of it. You know, <laughs> fair. It's all part of it. Yeah. What else is there? Yeah, I mean, it was very cool actually that Jamie Lee Curtis uh, in her speech like explicitly thanked like all the horror fa- or genre fans. I forget exactly what phrasing she used, but like right. recognizing that or kind of shoving it in their face a little bit that like yeah, the the Oscars typically shun the genres, quote unquote. Yes. Uh, and like, look at me now, you know, uh, which is very cool. And that was a really touching moment. So good, good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think Michelle Yeoh's speech was, uh, was very good. You know, it, was, it very much felt like, you know, the end of, uh, like a series of speeches that, uh, she's been giving throughout the course of this award season run. Um, but, uh, you know, when she's talking about, you know, don't, don't let it, don't, don't let Hollywood tell you you're past your prime, all that kind of stuff. That was very moving, very affecting. Uh, and Kihi Kwan's speech was uh, oh. amazing. He's so good. I was just full cry when, uh, they cut to, the stage and is him like jumping into Harrison Ford's arms. Oh, it's just man. F- full, full, t- full tears. <laughs> yeah. And you had like the, it was like a standing ovation in the audience. Steven Spielberg is going nuts for him and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's just really great. Uh, I also loved like during his speech, like Ariana DeBose was presenting uh, the award and she was like full on crying behind. Him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was very funny. <laughs> that was wonderful. And I like that he thanked, uh, I don't remember the guy from the Goonies who I think is his like, oh, yeah. lawyer now. Uh, um, Jeff, Jeff Cohen who played chunk in the Goonies. Yes. Yeah, that's exciting. That's fun. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That was great. Uh, of course, Daniels won Best Director uh, for this movie, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinhart, uh, beating out Martin McDonough, Steven Spielberg, Todd Field, and Ruben Ostland. And uh, yeah, when uh, going into this Oscar season and kind of seeing the momentum this movie had, I was thinking that Everything Everywhere would take Best Picture, but I did not think they were going to take Best Director. For a while, I, like by by the time we got to like last week, I was like, OK, yeah, they're probably going to take best director. But I really thought it was going to be a split between uh, everything everywhere for picture and then Steven Spielberg for best director uh, as kind of like, you know, a legacy, like, a you know, a crown in Spielberg's, you know, whatever. Like it just yeah, it, this feels like the kind of thing where it's like, oh, Spielberg telling his own story and all that kind of stuff. And I think the Fablemans is terrific. Have you seen it yet? I have not seen it, no. It's really great. But, you know, it, it, it would have been, like, a deserving win. I think Spielberg's, like, direction of that movie is incredible. Uh, it's uh, it's also nice to see, like, hey, New Blood kind of uh, kind of getting in there. And this is the Daniels' second movie, uh, which right. is crazy. Um, you know, and, and their first movie was Swiss Army Man, which was the farting corpse movie with uh, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, which I love. That movie's incredible. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I recommend. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it was cool to kind of see them kind of get in there. And, yeah, everybody on the Everything Everywhere team was was pretty neat. Yeah, and I love that uh, Daniel Kwan was wearing the punk jacket that Michelle Yeoh's sweater is in, in Everything Everywhere. Like, it's got punk embroidered across the back, the shoulders. Um, and his suit jacket was red with punk embroidered across the back, uh, which okay. is pretty fun. I was wondering what that was. I, I didn't catch. I, I saw the suit jacket with the word punk. I, I didn't realize that that was from the movie. Yeah, it's just the same pattern that her jacket, her sweater is in the movie, which is cool. I don't know. Nice. And yeah, I definitely was a little surprised that they won Best Director, mostly because, you know, it's Steven Spielberg. It's, I had the same kind of inkling as you that, like, I could see this happening, you know. And, right. um, and I saw a tweet from somebody at some point that was like, you know, it's like getting towards 10, 30, 11 as like we're getting towards all those awards. Uh, and it was like, this is the time of the night where we remind everyone that the average age of the Academy voter is 105 and they've never seen a movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh no, like that got me so scared that uh, like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's, it's we're going to just default back to you all the stuff and it didn't it didn't turn out that way so that was that was really exciting you know sure yeah i mean i and i think that tweet especially is is more talking about there was like a sincere 
sort of danger that All Quiet on the Western Front might like uh, yeah. leap ahead. And it won a few technical awards. I mean, it won score, it won cinematography, or international film, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Adapted uh, screenplay? What did that... that- uh, Women Talking won Adapted Women Screenplay. Da- yes, that's right. Yes, uh, which well-deserved that movie. Uh, there was <laughs> Top Gun Maverick was also nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, Yeah, uh, which I think is kind of a cool nomination that it got, that it got in there. Our, my, our friend Sarah Ferguson, uh, who works at the Roxy, who organized the whole Roxy uh, Oscar party, she liked Top Gun Maverick, but like thought it was preposterous that it was nominated for all these <laughs> awards. Yeah. And uh, I was sitting behind her during this category because she was kind of jumping up around doing all kinds of stuff. But she was sitting in front of me for Best Adapted Screenplay. And uh, there was a moment where I was like, it, I really want to see Top Gun Maverick win just to see her reaction. I think that would be very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Women Talking won, and it was you know, a very good you know nominee, uh, a very good winner. Yeah, I would hope you know a movie with talking in the title would win <laughs> screenplay. Uh, <laughs> it, it is pretty much all talking. You're correct. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but all quiet. I mean, it was like a genuine like. Uh, I think it won at the BAFTAs. Like it, it won like the oh. uh, the best picture award at the BAFTAs. Uh, and I think it's like the only major place where it won awards. Um, uh, and everything everywhere pretty much took everything else. Uh, but it was like the one thing where it's like, ah, oh, maybe all quiet could like surprise everybody and take best picture and. Didn't quite go that far, but it won a lot of stuff. It's funny that that won for uh, like cinematography, and I think was, was it one of the sound awards or something too? Maybe I, I think sound went to Top Gun Maverick actually. Okay, um, then I don't really know what I'm talking about, but uh, it, it was one of cinematography, uh, best production design is probably the other one we're thinking of. Here. Okay, but that was like one of the things that I've seen now. Like after it was the nominations were announced, a lot of people. Like, you know, of course, there's always the backlash to the nominations and stuff as one of the things people are cited as why they hated it and thought it was a terrible adaptation because the book, which I haven't read and I'm just trying to remember exactly what they were saying. But uh, the book is all about, you know, the quiet moments in between all the battles and stuff. And it doesn't you never once in the book read about the fight, the fights. It's always afterwards, like the aftermath. And All Quiet on the Western Front is like a like modern day action war movie. Um, yeah. So everyone being like, I remember seeing a lot of people and be like, no, but these are the things that make it bad, <laughs> which is interesting. And then it goes on to win those awards, but I liked it. I, I talked about it a couple weeks ago or a few months ago. Yeah, uh, you were, you were a fan of all quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. And I thought those modern day action trappings, like is just the updated, uh, th- like it's, it's all serving the same, like war as hell, this is pointless. These men are dying for no reason thing. Right. But tricking you into having fun. You know, it's one of those things where like, wait, am I the baddie? The audience (laughs) member? Um, One of those things to me, at least. Um, Right. So yeah, that that was fun. You know, it's cool to see a movie like that get some like major traction here, you know, an international movie. It's, you know, you know, I don't know. That's fun. I like that. It seems like that's happening a, a little bit more frequently in the last few years since Parasite. So that's neat. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, Parasite, Drive My Car, Roma, right? These are like movies that like, oh, these like Cold War, I think was also nominated for like Best Director and stuff. Like there's just stuff that like, you know, it's getting in there that uh, wouldn't have a few years ago. Exactly. Uh, you know, and I think uh, for the most part, I was pretty satisfied with uh, with how it all kind of shook out. I wasn't surprised by much. Again, I was kind of surprised Jamie Lee Curtis won because I, I, that was one that I was like, just kind of in the lead up to it. Like I was going to be, oh, Stephanie Shu could win. Angela Bassett could win. Yeah. Um, I, and then I was like, oh, maybe Carrie Condon can pull this out for Banshees. Uh, and yeah, none of that happened. <laughs> At least the donkey got up there. What was the donkey's name from you know, Banshees? Uh, Jenny uh, from Banshees, which uh, I missed the donkey, actually. I was in the bathroom when you that happened. You missed the donkey? I, it was the commercial break. I was like, ah, oh, I got a few minutes. I'm going to run to the bathroom and get another beer and come back. And when I came back, they were just about to announce the next category. And my girlfriend turns to me and he's like, you missed the donkey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? 
one of my friends um, that I guess didn't watch any of the movie. I think he only watched uh, Everything Everywhere, which just like in the Discord, like, uh, there's a donkey on stage, like at the question mark. <laughs> and then it was like, a, oh, from Banshees of Inishir. Like, you know, right. he just had no clue what was going on when that came out, when that happened. Yeah. Uh, Although it could have been EO also nominated for I thought uh, it was EO first. Like, I thought that's what they were doing. But I was very excited to see uh, Colin Farrell be so excited. Yes. <laughs> to see Je- Jenny on stage. Yeah, I wish I could have seen that. But alas. <laughs> but alas. <laughs> but yeah, other, other Oscar stuff. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, I was pretty satisfied. I thought it was a good ceremony. I think it was one of the better ceremonies uh, just in terms of like, just being a solid Oscars show for, for over the last few years. You know, especially, I mean, last year I was like, I, I do enjoy when the Oscars are a disaster, you know, um, mm-hmm. just in terms of like, you know, how incompetent can they be in putting on an award show? And they have just so many different insane things. Um, but last year I thought it was like truly bad. Uh, and so it's it's nice to have it come back. Yeah. Yeah. They just they did it, you know, like they got through the whole show. I don't think it went crazy long. Yeah, it was yeah. about it was about 40 minutes longer than it was scheduled for. But that's like, you know, that's like built in. I feel like that's expected at this point. Uh, yeah, you know? it's going to always end at midnight East Coast time, I think. Um, right. That's the nice my, thing about being in Missoula is that it was over at 940. Um, so like, yeah, pretty cool. Went home and watched the last of <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop and watch the back half of The Last of Us. Um, right. Yeah, by the Oscars. They did it. Mich- Michelle Yeoh won. And that's kind of really all that matters for us here, you know? Yeah, of course, we are a Michelle Yeoh podcast. Uh, and as a result, uh, we're happy for Michelle Yeoh. You know, it's uh, that's great. Uh, I, this is the first time that somebody who we are podcasting about has won the Oscar while we're podcasting about them. True. True. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. We were not podcasting in 1990-whatever for leaving Las Vegas. Correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum's never won an Oscar. Uh, so there's that. There's that. Maybe Asteroid City can change that. Who's, who's to say? <laughs> uh, I, I doubt it because I'm sure his role is probably like three minutes of screen time because it's a huge ensemble cast, but you yeah, never yeah. know. Anything's possible. Um, Anything. So yeah, here we are. We did it. Yes, we did it. Uh, really, Michelle Yeoh did it. But still, it's, you know, we, we, we would the push for everything everywhere have been as high if this podcast did not exist, Mike? That's right. If That's all 700 of you hadn't voted in the poll that one time on Twitter... <laughs> <laughs> Would any of this have even happened? I don't know. It's a different, uh, it's a different verse. We'll never know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there you go. So that's the Oscars. We watched them. Uh, we were excited to see Michelle Yeoh win an Oscar and uh, everything everywhere all at once. And uh, we'll talk about that movie at length. I think in like August, something like that. Right. <laughs> August or September. I think I was kind of trying to count it out and we still got about like 20 ish episodes before we get to everything ever all at once. Uh, so yeah, it'll be a few months. It'll be, yeah, it'll be some time. Hopefully I remember to watch movies and we don't have to take weeks <laughs> off uh, and make that even longer. Right. Uh, but we can last one more week. <laughs> yes. I, I, th- I think we should be all right. Plus, you know, we got to take breaks for, Nicholas Cage and Jeff Goldblum movies as they come out, which Renfield uh, will be out in a couple of weeks. Uh, so we'll be talking about that at some point. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that before uh, Scream 6. Yeah. Look. Had you not, had you not seen the trailer for it yet? I had not. No. Oh, wow. What'd you think? Uh, I think it'll be silly. Um, yeah, it's like it could be fun. <laughs> it, it looks like him and Nicholas Holder in two different movies, uh, which is kind of what you'd hope for i guess but uh i, I think deliberately so like uh, yeah absolutely everybody yeah. else feels like they're in a very like modern kind of horror comedy and then nicholas cage comes in as like the hundreds year old dracula being like Renfield. yeah <laughs> give me some blood and all that kind of stuff it's that's yeah, fun that'll be a good time i like the way the trailer builds to the reveal that it's nicholas cage as dracula too absolutely yeah I th- I th- it's like gonna be a weird action movie also it looks like i don't know that looks yeah. fun 
Uh, what's her name is in it? Um, uh, Aquafina. Aquafina. Yeah, that's cool. Nicholas Cage, baby. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah, it, we're doing it. It looks better than the old way, and that's yes. really all we could hope for at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Which I, I just was, uh, you know, I was looking over Renfield, and I was looking over the kind of the schedule for other stuff. Nick Cage has a couple other movies. He has like an Oz Perkins movie that's coming out at some point. Nice. Um, which very excited about. Also, a movie that's being produced by Ari Aster uh, for A24 that Nicholas Cage is starring in. So. That's cool. But uh, there's, I was looking up Butcher's Crossing because that still hasn't come out yet. Uh, and I was like, is there a date for this at all? And the answer is no. Uh, there oh. is no, <laughs> there is not any release date set for Butcher's Crossing yet uh, in the US at least. I believe in the Netherlands it's coming out at the end of April. So maybe there'll be something happening soon. <laughs> That's exciting. Maybe you will have seen the only screening of Butcher's Crossing that ever happens. <laughs> That'd be that wild. Is- Entirely possible. Um, but whatever it does come out, we'll talk about it. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be it for it this uh, for us this week. Just kind of a general freewheeling Oscars discussion uh, to celebrate the fact that, hey, Michelle Yeoh won an Oscar, and that's pretty rad. Yeah, it is. We're excited about it. Yes. Uh, all right. So next week on the show, we'll talk about Far North. <laughs> <laughs> In theory, if I remember. Yes. It's a short movie. It's 90 minutes. Uh, you should be able to find the time, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I probably could have squeezed it in in between halves of Last of Us episode. <laughs> <laughs> but alas, you did not. Uh, and so that's going to be it for this week uh, on The Complete Works. Mike, where can we find you online this week? You can find me at MD Film Blog on Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, if you'd like to donate to support the show, you could do that at our Kofi page, which is kofi.com slash Mike and Bike Pods. Uh, and if you want merch, we got merch, baby. You could get oh, yeah. that on our Redbubble, which is Mike and Mike Pods Redbubble.com. Yes, it is. Now you can find me online at M Smith Film Blog on Twitter, Mike Smith Film on Letterboxd, and Radio Mike Sandwich on Instagram. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Complete Works. I'm Mike Smith. It's Mike DeCrecio. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. And if you want to contact us, you can tweet at us at Complete Works Pod. That's W R K S, no O in the word works. And you can find the rest of our podcast on Rapture Press alongside many other podcasts about all kinds of comic books and movie news and all that good stuff. And before we wrap this up, I actually do have to throw in one complaint about the Oscars. Oh. Um, which is that. Uh, I thought it was really weird when they uh, introduced a trailer for The Little Mermaid. Um, yes, I did notice that. Strange. There is, I felt like there was a lot of commercials presented during the show. There was at least two. There was The Little Mermaid thing, and then there was like a montage of Warner Brothers yeah. um, celebrating its 100th anniversary, which fine whatever. It felt it felt weird that they just did those two though, and I'm not even against like you know, having trailers during the Oscars, that was like a taboo thing for many years where the Academy's like, we don't want to sell the Oscars with, you know, trailers and whatnot, which is like a, a weird thing because you compare it to like, you know, a more modern award show like the Game Awards where it's just like, it's all trailers and yeah, yeah. basically no awards. I, I think it would be all right if they were premiering trailers actually during the commercial breaks uh, to have like Melissa McCarthy and Halle Bailey come out and being like, we're so honored to be in The Little Mermaid coming <laughs> coming yeah. out in May and then just transition into the trailer and then just go straight to commercials. That felt weird to me. That was weird as fuck uh, and felt dirty. And um, and also felt very much like Disney being like, well, this is ABC. We need to promote our thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Gross. Did no, no good, dirty, rotten, lousy, lousy day. Trailer. Yeah, it, very, very strange. And then the WB thing was a weird was weird because I was like, I'm not against, you know, doing a montage of WB movies. Sure. But like, why weren't there any montages for other studios? Like, it was just, it was yeah. just them. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, like, yeah, that 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 felt kind of cool. 
almost because uh, that you know there's the whole academy museum thing and like you said kind of just being like the movies and being right. like you know the water brothers has been around for 100 years look at all this stuff uh that's pretty neat and and cheesy and fun in that kind of film history type way but it was weird it was it just weirdly presented, but the Little Mermaid thing was way worse. That was, that was just gross, like, yeah. Also, that movie looks bad, so there's <laughs> so there's that too. <laughs> that doesn't uh, help. Yeah, exactly. If it was a good looking movie, maybe I would I would have forgiven it. You know. <laughs> uh, all right. Our theme song was created by Kyle Cullen. You can reach your own podcast themes at Kyle's Podcast Themes at gmail.com. and our logo was designed by Mac V or at Fearless Guard on Twitter. Uh, join us in the next week of the Complete Works. Uh, we will talk about Far North next week. And remember to check out our other podcast, Mike and My Go to the Movies, for all kinds of other movie related stuff, including recent releases, ranked lists, general discussions, and a lot more. So thanks so much for listening, guys, and thanks for taking it. Academy Award winner, yo. (laughs) Smooth. I don't think anybody will notice. Yeah, I think that was a seamless transition. (laughs) 